It's time to take a K-drama coffee break with the K-3. So many times, right, we deal with K-dramas that just disintegrate. Yeah, disintegrate is the perfect word. It's time for another K-Drama Coffee Break, and we are back with another summer binge list. Our summer binge list last year was pretty popular. You guys seem to really enjoy that. So Maurice and I are back this year with some more binges for you to enjoy on your summer break. That's right. So our first one is one that's on both our lists. Yes. Love to Hate You <gasps> on Netflix. Oh, that was so good. Starring Yu Teo, Kim Ok Bin, Kim Ji Yoon, and his main of glory. <laughs> and also Ejubin. Uh, you know what? This was the rom-com that we were waiting for because they were two adults and it was tropey, but it turned a lot of them on their heads, but mostly because of Kim Okbin. Oh, yeah. Her character was spicy, was physically strong, and because we know she is, she is the villainous after all. Oh my god, the villainous. I got so good. <laughs> She's smart, but not so smart that she's the best lawyer in all the land. She knows she knows what she's good at. And she's fighting the patriarchy. And she owns her sexuality, too. It starts with a one-night stand. Right. And yeah. an affair. Yeah. All wrapped up in one. And she's like, what's the problem here? And we were like, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah, it was just, it was... I think, again, going back to what we'd all talked, like we had just such a K-drama drought yes. lately. And then this just showed up on Netflix and everyone was like, oh, my God. It was just a fun, filled adult rom-com with people mm -hmm. actually having sex. Yeah. With it not being like, I'll kiss you on the cheek and have you lose your mind. <laughs> there wasn't a murder to be seen. It was all just straightforward. <laughs> there was no crime. That's right. There was no hidden agenda. No. The closest thing we got to that was in the like when his fans found out he was dating. Right. <laughs> and that was it. But the world that it was set in uh -huh. was so good and just so, you know, like mature. Mm -hmm. And these are not the best of the best. He's a successful actor, but he's got lots of faults. And so you know, he's a big baby a lot of the time. Right. Which was really funny because you know that Uteo wouldn't take a standard K-drama. No. Or no. a standard, rather, he wouldn't take a standard rom-com male lead oh, character. Oh, God, no. Are you kidding? Right. Please. Everything he's in is, like, super intense <laughs> and super important. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, it's, you knew, you knew. You knew there was going to be more. You knew there was going to be more. But his chemistry with, actually, his chemistry with Kim Ji-un. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I kind of needed it to be a BL there for a while. I'm not going to lie. Their bromance was so good. It was so, so good. good. I will say the only quibble I had was like his aversion to kissing women because what was what was the whole setup for that? Oh. It was just it was it was pretty stupid. <laughs> but there was a moment there when was a show, right. I was like, thank you, show. Uh, this is a dumb setup, but I appreciate you giving us this. Right. That yeah. was a good fan service. Yeah. But um, you know, Kim Ji Hoon, you know, he's one of the Netflix poster boys. You know, he was in um, Money Heist as like the <gasps> yes. so dumb and so hot. So and his 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 partner in that Iju Bin is also in this as Uteo's um, first love, and she kind of wants him back. But what was great because then you got this extension of Kim, of her with Kim Ji Hoon from Money Heist because it was just it was really fun. There was just this was working on so many Netflix so many, levels, so many Netflix levels, right? right? Yeah, but I just loved uh, Kim Ok Bin's Go Get Him attitude. I just you know that they 
played on her physical strength, mm. which was. <laughs> I love the fact so that she, like, I mean, she was angry at him and she was getting back, like, the, the, when they first get together yes. kind of a thing. And she was going after him because she thought he was trash. And then she just beats the hell out of him. <laughs> Listen, I, was, I really enjoyed that part. <laughs> I just did. It was so great. Like, look at his face. It was like, what is happening right now? Yeah. The other thing I loved about this was that they kind of took the romanticization of your first love mm. and imploded that. Because mm-hmm. getting a little tired of that. Yeah. And your first love was, like, where... He, no, do not want to vis- revisit that, really. <laughs> no, thank not you. Not a good idea. Perfect. Learned from it. Thank yes. you. Moving on. So I liked how they weren't dwelling on this as some past. For your first love is really the love of your life. Nah. Yeah. She was just so grown up and modern about relationships. Yeah. So. So good. This is Salas, such a good one. And I yeah. think it's only it's only like 12 episodes or eight episodes, right? How many episodes was it? 10 episodes on Netflix. Easy watch. Well, the thing is, they all dropped at, at Netflix the, at oh, the same time. So right. we were all just, we were all, just, we just binge straight through Addicted them. for days. But this one was like, you could really, this is a good, like, if you're just chilling out and it's just too hot to go outside, like, you could probably, this could be, this could be a good solid day for you. Yeah. Really good. Super fun. All right. And mine, my first one up is Missing the Other Side Part 2. Ooh. And I believe it's about to drop on Netflix. It's coming up. For part one is already on Netflix, and we really, really enjoyed that. And this one stars Gosu Ho uh, Jun Ho, who we've mentioned a few times here. He's in, he's in all sorts of things. He's, he's in co- Bloodhounds. He's in Bloodhounds. He's in Come and Hug Me. He was our favorite hair flailing zombie on Kingdom. We have An So He, the back as our lovely hacker. We got Ha Jun, who's back as our detective. But this time in our village, we have Lee Jung Un, who is our village leader, our one, our, our one of our favorites from Parasite. Huh? Yeah. And then King, Kim Dong Hee, who I, uh, I was kind of new with him. So we're back in Brigadoon. Right. We are totally back in Brigadoon. <laughs> Absolutely. He was in Stranger Season 2. That's why Ooh. I recognize him. Um, and he is also in our new village. So yes, Brigadoon is exactly what this is. It's Brigadoon that only certain people can see. This um, mysterious, mysterious village <laughs> that appears. It appears. <laughs> it exists behind the veil. Oh, I love it. Um, and then this one, Gosu's got the... Fl- hair yes, can we talk? oh can we my talk goodness about? his hair is so magnificent and he loves his hair so much that there was not one but i think like three jokes about people touching his hair and how they should leave his hair alone I love and it him. was amazing oh my more. god you would marisa you need to watch this one you're gonna love it it was very sweet i really really enjoyed this one season one was a little bit more about their own personal trials and tribulations mm-hmm. gosu's mom our favorite ajashi's daughter yes. uh ha june and his his fiance who was in the village which was one of the most heartbreaking things ever right right this one is more about the uh, the the fact that there's other villages oh and so they are trying they're like now crime solvers which is kind of amazing right so this is the kind of the first stop before the afterlife the villages are for people who have died who have not been found so if you're if you died and your body is missing and has not been claimed, basically, uh, that you go to these villages. And so <laughs> this the village that we're in now, the first village they can no longer see. Because oh. at the end of season one, they can no longer see it because their business there is done. Oh, I see. For some reason, they are now able to see this village. Okay. And I unfortunately forget the reason why. But it, this happens to be it's the village. <laughs> this happens to be the village that Ajashi's daughter was in. 
And so it's kind of that story. And then it's just, it's, it's also some crime solving because one of our guys has got a little bit of a mysterious situation going on. And so he's trying to figure out who killed him Mm -hmm. and where his body is so he can obviously transition. And it was just, it's just so satisfying in just sort of that it's sad because when it's resolved, Mm -hmm. the person, the character that you've been attached to for so long disappears, Mm -hmm. but it's also like, you're like, Oh God. Oh God. I really, it's just I, it's such it's such an amazing concept. It just feels good. I really I have not seen Missing Two, so mm-hmm. I can't wait to binge this as yeah. soon as it gets onto Netflix because I just I love the story because there was heartbreak, yes. but so much love, and then the kind of the mystery of this afterlife mm-hmm. pit stop. It was just uh yeah. Yeah. And then we've got Ha Jun, who's obviously was the heartbreak of season one. Right. Like as heartbreaking as it is that your child mm-hmm. is missing or that you haven't found your mom, like him knowing that his his fiance was abducted <laughs> and murdered and she right. was in this village. Like the whole season, if I remember correctly, we were like, God, can they find her alive? I is it possible? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> and just that whole the whole journey. But in this one. He's just kind of, he now, he's one of, he's the only detective that knows that this, these places exist. <laughs> and so, like, the buddy cop thing that's going on between him and Gosu is hilarious. Ooh. And so, you know, Gosu will come up with, like, I just talked to blah, blah, blah. And he's like, is he from the village? He's like, yeah, just go with it. And he's like, all right. <laughs> and then watching, and then watching Hajun trying to explain it to his, his people, like, how he's making this happen. Like, how do you know this? I have an informant. <laughs> Like it was just, it was just very. Talk fun. to the dead. Yeah, it was great. So I highly, highly recommend it. It was very, very satisfying. So my next recommendation is a pretty new drama. It's really different. It's called One Day Off. It's on oh, Cocoa and Vicky. Yeah. It is eight twenty-four minute episodes starring the great Ina Young, and it is. It's like it's literally taking a vacation every episode. It's a very meditative kind of K drama. Um, she plays a high school uh, Korean lit teacher. And in order to recharge and recenter herself every Saturday, she takes a one day trip. I know it's just it's so good. She says there are plenty of adventures outside my doorstep. And it's like a tour of South Korea. Oh, my God. All right. Maybe I'll have to watch this one. It's really lovely. And it's just she's a very quiet, contemplative person because she's a she loves literature, obviously. But she meets people who just there's so much beauty. And just satisfaction in their everyday lives. And it's just really lovely. So there's some really wonderful guest stars. Uh, Hanye Ri plays a former student who has an art show. And she's just like off the wall, you know, performance artist, oh, stereotypical, <laughs> but it's really enjoyable. And also Ku Hwan from DP <gasps> is in it. They're just, they're small stories. It's like she goes to the Busan Film Festival, which is, which is not like con where everything's like hype and paparazzi. This is like, you literally go because you love movies. Every episode can kind of be taken on its own. There isn't really a through storyline, but it's really, it's just, I... I think I read somewhere that if you liked Little Forest with Kim Terry, you mm. would really like this. And, and I, you loved Little Forest. I loved Little Forest. This is, so this is, it definitely hits the same vibe. Okay. Yeah. I'll definitely check out that Pusan Film Festival episode for sure. <laughs> I love that. I want to go to the Pusan Film Festival so bad. So badly. Ugh. Ugh. And now for some quick K3 K-drama coffee break business. 
That's right. We love sharing our K-drama thoughts with you, our community of K-drama lovers. And we have a few ways that you can support us. You can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com slash the K3. And by becoming a member, you will get a calendar with weekly updates and also Jen's blog filled with her K-drama thoughts. You can also find us on YouTube. If you go into our archive, we have years of K-dramas to recommend for you. And talk to us there as well on our community tab. We also have a discount for a VPN service. So if you are dying to get your K-dramas that are airing only on Disney Plus in Asia, you can use our VPN. It keeps your devices safe. Just look for the code in the description below. All right. So now we're going to pivot to something a little bit more. If you want something a little spicier, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Kairos, y'all. Kairos. Kairos. Oh, that's a good pick. This is not feel good per se, but as far as story-wise, God, it was so good. Kairos was so good. It started Shin Sun Rock, Issei Young, An Bo Young, and Nam Guri. <sighs> Y'all, y'all know that, A, I love time travel more than, reincarnation and time travel are my jam. But eight out of ten times, it's disappointing. A nightmare. <laughs> nightmare. Kairos did such a good job with the time travel and the flipping and changing of the timelines and how they got there and the different stories and how time would change and then they would have to rediscover. It was, I just, I couldn't even explain it to you except to say it's so freaking good. And here's the thing that I will say. It doesn't get bogged down in some weird forced romance. Oh, no, no, no. And that is the one thing that I will say, because I think as I was watching it, I kept being like, what? Oh, please, God, no. Like, what is happening? Like, I we, I think because of the way a lot of K-dramas go that you kept thinking that some weird romance was going to happen between them, and it didn't, and it was beautiful, and I loved it. Right. There was so much at stake so already. Much, right? We didn't need that, so I'm glad they didn't. But, you know, you're kind of always waiting for the wheels to fall off the cart. Yeah, always. But they didn't. So there was no weird romance, mm-hmm. and the ending made sense, and it was really satisfying because time, I'm telling you, eight out of ten times, time travel, it really does doesn't make sense at all because it's not real and you're making it up <laughs> so exactly you, you have to create a world that somehow makes sense and this one did and you and the creators have to know what their what the rules are to their time travel and i think a lot of times creators either come up with a rule that no longer makes sense later on in the story so they decide to change it and then suddenly nothing makes sense but you could tell that the creators of kairos like knew their world they knew exactly how they were getting from a to b and b to q and q back to d <laughs> and then d to d to s like it was it was so it was so complex mm-hmm. and so simple all mm-hmm. at the same time like you followed it every week and i really never got confused in a bad way yeah you've got you've got Issei Young and you've got Shin Sung Rock and they both have their own goals Mm -hmm. and so they they're apart together apart together but it doesn't get so jumbled up Uh like they both they're both very specific about what they need to do and that's what they want to accomplish so there's so much at stake just with their own stories and it was just it was good it was was good good and it's like yeah i was just i cannot recommend it enough like it was just solid sci-fi solid time travel on bohyun is a sexy sexy motherfucker (laughs) In the first opening scene you see of him, I think Marisa and I gasped so loud that yeah. like, yeah, we were like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> so you do get a little of that. Yeah. It was really enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, but his, con- his character. His character, the journey his character takes is. Uh-huh. Not a straight line. No. And it's complex. 
And yeah, full of surprises. He was really so good, good in this role. Yeah. And so was Nam Guri. <gasps> sure. All four characters were so specific and so, like, they just were so complex. Mm -hmm. Oh, just, it was such a, oh, God, it was so Yeah, it really had you guessing every episode so many times. You could not predict what was going to happen or where people were going to go as they were trying to achieve their own goals. Oh, good. So good. Solid, solid binge watch for sure. And my final recommendation is do you like Brahms? Oh, my God. I keep coming back to this. It's so good. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. So it's on Kokoa and Vicky. Pak Unbin, who like just took over the world with Extraordinary Attorney Yu. And Kim Min Jae, <gasps> who, who we loved in Dolly and the Cocky Prince. Uh-huh. Maybe you didn't so get good. enough of him in Dr. What, rom- Dr. Romantic, Romantic Teacher. Two, three. <laughs> One, two, or three. <laughs> so... He, he plays against type in this. He really This does. is not who he is in real life. <laughs> no. The real B in your hip hop career. But they, it's, it's set in the world of classical music. And it's such a beautiful romance that builds. And, you know, they're classical musicians. They're very passionate, but their lives are quite quiet and their personalities are quiet. I just loved how their romance built. That there is, there's so much hurt. <laughs> there's so much pain. I love that. Why do I love that? I love that. You do. <laughs> I do. I do. And I just loved how she was on a, you know, a, she was a grad student on a university campus wearing, she's quite, I think she's quite conservative in real life, but nobody wears heels like that to, to school every day and like long skirts. I don't know. They had a specific, whoever did her wardrobe is lovely, but it was, it was, not a, it, was a, a it was a look. <laughs> it was a look. It was a look. But anyway. she was a classical musician student. That's Marisa. right. That's right. She has to look hot. <laughs> but there are two different love triangles in this. Oh God. Right. Um, but honestly, like it was just so exquisitely written. And I went, I remember going back and watching episodes one and two. And the writer actually laid out the whole story in those episodes. You just didn't know it yet. So, so clever. And just so she set up path and she followed the writer followed it because so many times. Right. We deal with K-dramas that just disintegrate. Disintegrate is the perfect word. Yeah. Like episode seven. No, usually after eight, after, after, eight. after whatever the midturn is, whatever that midturn episode number, like the, one or two after it, it disintegrates. We're yeah. just like, what happened? Yeah. Whereas this one just held true till the end. It was, it was just beautiful. Just beautiful. There are two things about this show that will forever keep it in my all-time list. Yeah. One, Puck and Bin's character, the desire, the passion to succeed at something that you work so hard at, but you just aren't quite good enough. <laughs> Broke my heart and I completely resonated with it. Uh. And so I adored this character on so many levels. And then the other thing <laughs> is the ending. Yeah. I still remember you and me texting each other back and forth at the end of like episode, I think it's a 16 episode mm-hmm. drama. Yeah. At the end of episode 14, we're like, there is no way they're they're landing this plane. There is no way. They have two episodes left. This is a train wreck. I'm so bummed out. This is, this could have been a great, like we were like getting ready to like just drop it at like episode 14. <laughs> episode 15 happened and we both were like, yeah, I think you even wrote me. You're like, this thing is living rent free in my head. Like I can't stop thinking about it. Like it was one of the greatest finales. Mm-hmm. The last two episodes were so 
good and so satisfying and so just life affirming that I was stunned at how well they they pulled this one off. And lucky you, you get to binge it because the 24 hours between (laughs) episode 15 and episode 16 were going to just put me in a grave because I was just dying for it. Yeah. But it was so beautifully rendered. It wrapped up everything that had been laid out mm-hmm. there because apparently it all came out there in episode one and two. And it just, it tied it up and it was beautiful and it was true to character and we got an actual kiss. Yes, we did. I will actually die on this hill. One of the best K-drama kisses I've ever seen. And why? From, can- the, from an emotional standpoint, yes. like the build up to it and yeah. then the execution of it. Yeah. It was all it earned was, was, and it was there. And how we went back to like fish-eyed kisses after that, I have yeah. no freaking idea because it, this, this was perfect. It was it perfect. Was. And that's the thing. It was earned and it happened and it what you expect to happen. Not just like, oh God, I love you so much. It's so good. And I'll kiss you on your forehead. And what? A hu- and a hug. And a hug. <laughs> I'll hug you. <laughs> what? What is this? <laughs> you haven't seen them in like four millennia. What are you talking about? Like, God. No, this was... <sighs> This was everything you wanted it to be. It was perfect. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, and Soul could not look more gorgeous in this. Like everything from traditional Korean restaurants to the coffee places to our favorite wall. Yes. And the Chungachung stream. Oh, my gosh. It it just, no wonder everyone's flocking to Korea this summer. (laughs) It's beautiful. So gorgeous. Living your (laughs) K-drama. Yes. And then my final one, though, not as, I mean, I, I have to admit, not as satisfying as what Do You Like Brahms <laughs> was, but I will say very satisfying. My Perfect Stranger. Ooh. My Perfect Stranger just wrapped up. It's on Cocoon, it's on Vicky, and it is 16 episodes, and it is time travel. And our two leads are Kim Dong-wook and Jin Ki-ju. They go back to 1987, <laughs> <laughs> which, which means a lot, something very different in Korea than it does here, mm-hmm. which I you forget. As an American audience, you forget, like, 1987, I'm just like, dear God, like, the hair and the music and school and, like, that whole thing, right? Yeah. You just, it's a whole different idea of what 1987 is. And 1987 yeah. there, they were concerned, like, in the first two episodes, like, you couldn't not have ID in you because they would think you were a North Korean spy. Right. And so that was a whole subplot that you didn't even, I didn't even think about. And so it's a whole subplot to the story. Y'all, the IMF crisis was in the 90s in Korea. So this is before they went through their financial ruin and then rising like a phoenix. And so there's kind of this underlying tension already with them going back to 1987. And it's this magical car and he goes through a tunnel (laughs) and they end up in 1987. (laughs) And it was... It's all, it's all about family and it's about this murder that they're trying to solve in this small town in, in Korea. And I don't want to give too much away because it all relates. So I, you don't want to say too much, but like in 1920, in 2021, our boy Kim Dong-wook finds out by this time traveling car that he's murdered in 2022. So what? he goes back to try and solve the murder before he gets murdered. <laughs> wow. Right. The man must have been busy. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just this whole story. But again, with the time travel, they didn't do a lot of bouncing around, which I thought worked out really well. It was one of the few time travel dramas that they changed the future willy nilly. Like they were just constantly, I think they had maybe three conversations about don't do too much because you'll change the future. <laughs> and then they blew up the, the, they blew up everything. And you're like, oh, that's going to, ch- there's a lot of, there's a lot of change there. But it was so satisfying. Like it was one of those stories that when you get to the end, you're like, I'm really enjoying this. Oh, good. Like, it just was, it was easy to watch. 
The romance didn't overwhelm the whole thing. The romance was very much not the key story component, Mm -hmm. but it ended up being a very important story component, if that makes sense. And so, uh, yeah, I just really recommend it. Like it just, the characters were great. Our families back in 1987 were fantastic. There was a lot of really good humor. The comedy was great. The drama was great. The connections with characters were great. Our two leads really worked well together. Yeah, it's just, it was really, really sad. Highly, highly recommended as a, as a binge, for sure. I think, like, Kim Dong-wook is oh. one of the best of his generation. Because so I remember watching this anniversary special on Coffee Prince, and they were talking about how everyone on the crew and cast was excited for him to start because he had a reputation. This was his first gay drama. Really? He had a reputation coming in. They were like, this young man is going to be a star. He's so good. And they were waiting for Kim Dong-wook to get on set because they knew how good and oh, this was the wow. beginning of his career so now here we are yeah. i don't know what 10 years later easily yeah. yeah he's fantastic i mean he's just really he's just very he's just, he's just so solid yeah i mean yeah. did you watch not to go off on a kim dong tangent but did you watch king of pigs no <laughs> that's dark that's bleak y'all that's bleak <laughs> super super bleak yeah maybe but not. It, but it was he's so good at it oh. like he's just this tortured soul through like episode after episode so it was a lot wow but he's just as an actor like he's just so he's just so in there he just you just feel everything with him and so he brings that to every role and like Mm -hmm. even in this one but he's also my favorite thing about him even though he's an exceptionally emotional actor he's got the sense of humor like in the guest like, I mean, listen, the <laughs> like, listen, this is a man who like saw ghosts and was like, like chasing down a ghost for like episode after episode. And like, but he's got this underlying sense of humor, mm-hmm. a dry sense of humor that I just love. And then Jinky Ju also has that same type of style. And so that just meshed really well together. And so they, they were a lot of fun. They were a lot of fun to watch for 16 episodes for sure. Love it. All right, guys. So there it is. Now you've got six more great summer binges to jump on. Thank you so much for joining us. Please like and subscribe. And if you get a chance, give a review for our podcast. It really helps us out. Thanks so much. See you next time. Bye. Bye.